0: John, another of Jesus' uh, disciples, explains the extent of God's love for humanity in giving us his son, Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Our Father, we pray that in these few minutes in a very complex and troubled world, that you would impress upon us the extent of your love to humanity and what you have to say by way of hope and confidence against life's realities. We pray, Lord, that you would give us all understanding and uh, encouragement and real hope for Jesus' sake. Amen. Now Christmas this year is very different, even more so after yesterday's announcements. But we can and should and will find ways of expressing love to one another. Strikingly, this year's John Lewis Christmas advert still stands up against what happened even yesterday, give a little love. Inspired by the community spirit that is real and genuine, shown by many during the coronavirus pandemic. This is what the makers of the advert uh, wrote. We believe that the world would be a better place if we all give a little more, a little more thought, a little more time, a little more love. And a comment from the media, while the majority of the retailers past adverts have been created to simply spread a little festive cheer, this year's campaign hopes to make a real difference to some of those hit hardest during 2020. Give a little love. Now last week When I mentioned this, there was a little bit of a rush to Waitrose after this, but it's shut, so I'm fine tonight. It is an interesting phrase, though, and it's not kind of Christmas hype, give a little love. The regulations restrict almost everything we can do, but they do not stop us messaging one another or walking, or giving, and especially looking out for those alone. Last night when the government announced the changes, all over the country, family discussions began. But for those who are alone, That is a very different situation. So let's all give a time to give a little love to someone this Christmas. It is a small thing, but it makes a difference. There is a real difference to Christmas this year with all that has happened and continues to happen, but I wonder if, and I have sensed this as a Christian minister of many years now, that in spite of all that we are unable to do, this year many, many people are having time to think and come to understand and many to believe the true message and the true meaning of Christmas. Captured in one short statement, Jesus' words recorded by John, a close companion and eyewitness of Jesus. These words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. These words, in my job as a Christian minister, when I get to go behind the doors of many houses in this city where there are major life events going on, are very real. But in light of what we face in the world tonight, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loved the world, he gave his Son, and he promises eternal life to whoever believes. And that is the true meaning and message of Christmas. And if it is true, objectively, empirically, scientifically true, that Jesus did come and he was God, then it is a wonderful message in our world that God loves, God gives, and God promises. Maybe that's different from the conception of God that you had or have. Many think of God as harsh and not loving, taking and not giving. demanding, not promising. But Jesus, the Son of God, says, no, God loves, God gives, God promises. Let me explain a little more. Firstly, God loved the world. For God so loved the world... Now just pause and reflect on these words. The fact that God loves the world is surprising. Why should he? Why should the creator God stoop down to love this tiny planet? I have two sons who are scientists and we were walking in the dark out uh, in the Pentlands, I don't think we crossed the line into Midlothian lothian or West Lothian. Outside on a clear night, looking up at the shining stars, where the city's luminescence is just at the margin. The closest stars to earth that we can see emitted the light that we can see four years ago. Most of the stars we can see emitted the light that we can see long before any of us were even born. These stars may be no more. And that is the universe that we are in, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. We are tiny, fragile, insignificant, a pale blue dot, Why would God, if there is indeed a God who is sovereign over all, take an interest in the world? Why should he care? But he does. He not only takes an interest in the world, he loves the world. And his love is without limit, for God so loved the world. It is an immense, a limitless, an expansive love. Why should the creator God stoop down to love us when we are so tiny in the vastness of the universe he created? We often think as humanity that we are greater and more powerful than we truly are. and yet the world has been humbled over these past months it is at a standstill and there is a virus that is extraordinarily able to jump and replicate and spread Perhaps even more surprising, why would God love a world where people do not love him? For if we loved him, would we not be like him? He is a God who loves peace. We live in a world of strife. We are a God, he is a God who loves justice. And we live in a world of injustice. God loves people. And we find it hard to love people. We find it hard to love the people we love, and we find it hard to love God. Let me ask you a question, and me, do you love God, do you love him? And we're talking here a committed, passionate, loyal love. Do you love God? How would you answer that? For some the answer is no, for others I don't know. Or I've never thought about it. Or I believe in him, but I would not say I love him. How do you answer the question, do you love God? Now, set aside your answer. And listen to Jesus words, God loves you. For God so loved the world. The world means everyone, humanity. God loves everyone. God loves you. Whether you love him or don't know what you think about him or have never thought deeply about him and his son, the Lord Jesus, God loves everyone. Not just religious people, not just good people, not just bad people, God loves you. Many more people are sending Christmas cards this year. And these scary Christmas letters about other people's wonderful families. And what do you write in a Christmas card? Almost every card comes with happy Christmas with love from. And all over the world this Christmas day, the cyber world will be full of messages that are sent friends and families on Zoom FaceTime saying, and signing off, I love you, or lots of love. God's message to humanity, I love you. And that is the message God is sending you at Christmas. I love you. It's the message that God sends every Christmas. I love you. But that message is drowned out. Might it be at this Christmas time we hear these words. What does it mean that God loves us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God's love means he gave his only son. He gives his son. Why do we give gifts at Christmas? To say to people we love them. My best Christmas gift, which will not be repeated, was an eternity ring given to my wife in my hand while I held her hand at midnight on Christmas Eve. Interestingly, the reaction afterwards, everyone thought we got engaged. Why did I give her that ring? Because I love her. Why does God give us his only son? Because he loves us and it is a costly gift. It is a priceless gift. He gave us his son. God's Son, Jesus, came down into the world, a world of strife and injustice and loneliness and suffering and pain. God does not love from a distance. God gave us His Son, Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, sharing our experiences, humanity, our suffering and our pain and our fear, our anxiety, our weakness, read one of the eyewitness gospel accounts of Jesus' life. And you will meet a person whose love and kindness and compassion is unlike anything you have ever seen or experienced, and a person whose selfless and sacrificial life is incomparable. But God gave his only Son not primarily to show us an example of the best of humanity, but to be our Savior. You will give him the name Jesus, which means Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus saves us from our sins by dying on a cross in our place, to deal with our sin and reconcile us to God. That is God's gift to humanity. Salvation. Now, of all the gifts that we can ever receive, that is the gift that we need. Many of the gifts we receive at Christmas we don't need. People give gifts out of love. God's gift is both out of infinite love and meets our greatest need, the forgiveness of our sins. Why is that our greatest need? Because our sin separates us from God and puts us under his eternal judgment. But is it really a gift that you and I need Do I need it? Do I need forgiveness? Do you need forgiveness? Think of sin like this. Sin is simply a heart decision that I do not need forgiveness, that I do not need God to save me. Now let's complete the verse. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I long for the day when there is not, and I don't know why I watch them, a daily briefing about the latest statistics and deaths. Although for the first time in a long time, what is in the background is in the foreground. Just listen to these words. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Think of the difference that makes if you believe it as we live through a global pandemic. Yes, we will all die. But what of eternity? The destiny of all humanity is to perish. That word does not simply mean physical death. It means endless death. It means an eternity separated from God. A living eternity separated from God, his love. And without forgiveness of sins. That is the eternal destiny of all humanity. And into this world of distress. And into this world where human hearts are set against God. God comes and expresses his love. In the giving of his son to die. That all who believe in him. Might be rescued from that terrible eternity. And what must you do? Believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And what is his promise eternal life? Not endless life like we are living now. Eternal life in a world described by Jesus like this. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain any anymore for the former things have passed away. That is what God is offering you in Jesus. That is His gift. I mean, it is wonderful if it were true. <laughs> and down through the centuries, ordinary folk have taken just a little bit of time out in their lives to read the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, his teaching, his death, his resurrection, and have concluded that he is the Son of God and believed in him for the forgiveness of their sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only some that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now hear these words from Jesus, and they are altogether different than anything else you will hear. Let's pray. Our Father, we pray that we would all heed and hear this message as the wonderful gift of God to humanity in their plight. Lord, help us if we do not yet believe to investigate the claims of Jesus to consider eyewitness accounts of his life. And help us, Lord, to come to believe in Jesus, Savior, and fall at his knees and worship him. Lord, we pray that this message of hope for humanity will come home to many hearts in the world this Christmas time. For Jesus' sake, Amen.